0: You know what the most dangerous thing about judging others that you don't even know? It's an indicator that you're judging yourself. What up, what up?
1: We are back with episode fifty-two of the Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast. I am your host Nate. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at natera five three zero and our league at Taco Pod. Both of those are linked down in the show notes for you to have ease of access. In this episode, we are recapping the events of Week Eight and a few things that. Are going on in everyday life. One of those things here I want to talk about is a good buddy of mine, someone I would probably call family. I call him family. This guy helped me out a lot when I was going through the ringer back in late 18, early 19, before I left California. A friend of the family. Our kids grew up together all the way up till that time that we left in 2019. I watched his kid once or maybe twice, I don't know, but I do remember the one time he came over, he was he was gone, and his wife needed some time just to kind of go out and do something, so she dropped off her oldest son at the house, his name's Cage, he was like four years old at the time, he'd just gotten out of daycare, she was working like 35 minutes away, came by, you know, dropped him off, or whatever like that, and she felt so bad, because he, he like, he's got a lot of energy, so he threw a bunch of sand in his hair. He's like playing in the sandbox thing at the preschool. She brought him over and was like, I'm so sorry. He has sand everywhere. This is this. You could just tell that she was just like mad overwhelmed. She just needed some time. So I was like, yeah, no worries. You want me to give him a bath or whatever? She's like, hey, I brought his clothes to change him into. But, you know, this is that. I was like, I'll give him a bath. She's like, oh, no, you don't have to. Basically, the bath turned into this massive monsoon because he's got like so much energy, kicking, splashing, jumping, doing cannonballs and stuff. And the thing that was pretty awesome about it is like Layla thought, Layla, my daughter, thought it was like the most awesome thing in the world. The funniest thing is just like watching him jump around and splash water everywhere. Me being like trying to put towels down and stuff like that. But the kid's a good kid. Parents are good people. My buddy's name's Cam Cruz. Cameron Cruz. He's a friend of a few people here within the league. I know Brandon's been somebody who's hung out with him in the past. A lot of people know the dude. A lot of our friends in the same kind of circle whatever, but he posted this thing on Facebook. He started this thing last year uh, for the first time and he's doing it again this year, but he posted this thing. So I'm just going to read through it and then we'll talk about why I think it matters and what we're going to do. So his post from October 31st, 11, 14 a.m. Mountain time, 10 for 26 challenge. November is national epilepsy awareness month. About one in 10 people worldwide will have a seizure in their lifetime about 1 in 20 people within the United States will develop epilepsy at some point about 3.4 million people nationwide currently live with epilepsy it's been well over a year since my oldest son cage was diagnosed with epilepsy the passing of time has made the reality of the situation a little easier to bear however i still check on him multiple times a night i watch him intently almost preparing for a seizure to happen, and the slightest sign of the onset of a seizure sends me back to the day he had his first one. I slept next to him every night for almost a year in fear of what could happen. Most nights I hoped to wake up the next morning thinking it was all a bad dream. It was a very dark time for my family and I, but we found a way to stay strong despite the many challenges we're faced with on a daily basis. I often think about how unfair life can be sometimes. I think about my son's life and how he may never get to experience certain things out of caution or disqualification. So much can change as he grows older. Epilepsy is not limited to just the physical effects of seizures. Although Cage's seizures appeared to be controlled by his current medication, many other aspects of his life have been impacted. As much as we try to treat him like a normal kid, the reality is that we just can't let him do the things most kids enjoy. We've been blessed to have such great doctors help him along the way, but I know this is not always the case for many others. I'm thankful for what we have, but I'm still hurt for him and others alike. I remain inspired by my son's strength, it's a factor in what keeps me strong. Starting November 1st, 2021, I will run 10 miles. For the one in 10 for 26 consecutive days, for the one in 26 in support of the Epilepsy Foundation. I did this last year in hopes of spreading awareness and raising money for the foundation. I plan to call this the 10 for 26 challenge and will do it every year for as long as I can. Additionally, my wife will be running 3.4 miles for the 3.4 million every day for the month of November. Whether you can commit to running, Walking or donating, please consider joining us in this effort to spread awareness, raise money, find cures, and save lives. So it sounds a little crazy, dude's gonna run 10 miles for 26 straight days, every single day. I've linked the Facebook post that he had. It's public. It's linked down in the show notes. It is also pinned to the Taco Court Pod Twitter, and also my Twitter at nader8530. And I shared the link on my personal. Facebook page. So what can we do? Honestly, majority of us ain't running that many miles, right? But, I mean, we're just going to be honest, but I'm pretty sure the majority of us and pretty much everybody listening has 20 bucks that it's laying around that they can part ways with, right? So here's what I want us to do. So go ahead, click the link down there or find it on my Twitter or you know, find the link wherever I just said the link is, right? Basically, just scroll down into the show notes, click the link. This is the top link in the show notes. Donate 20 bucks, screenshot your donation, and tag us in your tweet at Pod on Twitter with the hashtag athletes versus epilepsy. And we'll match it dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. If you don't have Twitter, feel free to send it to me wherever you can find me right whether that's Facebook Instagram text message whatever and I'll share to our uh, league's Twitter account like I said before Cam's goal is to raise a thousand dollars by what I'm assuming to be the end of the month so let's help get it over the mark by let's say next Tuesday November 9th so we will update the listeners and everybody here on how it went in next week's preview episode cool All right, moving on to news and notes injury report i'm just going to go over the position players that play in fantasy football starting with the quarterbacks carolina panthers quarterback sam Darnold suffered a concussion late against the falcons new orleans Saints quarterback Jameis Winston with a knee is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL after being carted off the field with an injury he suffered against the Buccaneers. Running backs Chicago Bears running back Damian Williams with a knee was injured against the 49ers and did not return. Jacksonville Jaguars running back James Robinson with a heel suffered a bruise early against the Seahawks and was unable to return. He's uncertain for how much time he will need to miss. He is considered day to day with a minor injury and probably the the foot heard around the world tennessee titans derrick henry suffered what's feared to be a season-ending injury he is getting surgery on tuesday they threw him on the ir all indications are that yeah it's done for the year wide receivers indianapolis colts wide receiver ty hilton with a concussion was injured against the Titans and won't play against the Jets on Thursday night. New York Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims with a finger was injured against the Bengals and did not return. Philly Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rieger with an ankle was injured on a run against the Lions and needed to be carted off the field and did not return. Tied ends: Tampa Bay Buccaneers tied in Rob Gronkowski with a back suffered a new injury and had to exit the game against the Saints. There are a ton of offensive line and defensive backs that are injured um, but I'm not going to go over those. For this episode jumping over to the scores coming out of talk court fantasy football league in week eight in matchup number one we had three penis wine four and three headed to the eskimo brothers three and four three penis wine was favored by 27 points me and tony made our predictions this week based off of how we felt about everybody's asses and i believe tony went with the eskimo brothers he's really into golf ball stuff and i said no three penis Wine, to give me nick and you know he's got that little compact thing even though he started four different bangles Which he decided he was going to text me this morning about how he had the second highest score in the entire league this week with four different bangles in his lineup and three penis wine took down this matchup 143 to 66 sending them to five and three fourth place overall Dropping the Eskimo Brothers back down to three and five, tenth overall. The Eskimo Brothers has lost Calvin Ridley and has lost Derrick Henry. Matchup number two, we had too hot to handle four and three headed to the Murder Boners one and six. Too hot to handle was favored by thirty-four points in this matchup. Not sure all whose asses we picked. I'm pretty sure Tony picked Brandon and too hot to handle for this one. I was kind of afraid about the Murder Boners because he, I mean, he's brown, right? I'm into brown, and um, but he's kind of bone. He's gonna. Kinda- He's kind of small. So when it comes to the rear end aspect, but it didn't matter. His kicks held up. He took down this matchup 123-108. to Brandon's got to be feeling the hurt here. Kyler Murray wasn't even his top three player on the week. Dropping him to four and four, fifth overall, while the murder boners stays in twelfth, but at two and six and gets a victory. Matchup number three, we had the Boner Jams 0-3, 2-5 headed to I shame my balls for this three-and-4. Boner Jams 0-3 was favored by 10 points going into this matchup. I'm pretty sure I picked Matt and the Boner Jams in his cakes. Not, it was mostly because of the narcissism coming out of Trey about how good his ass was while you're you know doing your thing or whatever like that but anyways uh, Trey gets to talk about his ass for another week as he takes down this matchup 147 to 126 moving him to 4 and 4 in 7th place while Boner Champs 3 hovers at 11th at 2 and 6 in matchup number 4 we had Tony Patriot 3 and 4 headed to the Pocket Dogs 3 and 4 Tony Patriot was favored in this matchup by 27 points we had to plug in players to come up with a projection for the pocket dogs prior to this. And it did not matter because the pocket dogs, they just put in players and they perform big outings out of the Buffalo quarterback, Michael Carter and Michael Pittman Jr. As the pocket dogs take down this matchup 142 to 126, moving them to sixth place four and four and dropping Tony Patriot to eighth place at three and five. In matchup number five, we had Password is Taco sitting at Four and three, headed to the Vinegar Strokes, three and four. is Taco was favored by 19 points in this matchup. And the Vinegar Strokes, which is my team, is struggling mightily with this wide receiver core and the lack of Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. is Taco takes down this matchup, 139 to 100, bumping them to five and three. Third place overall, while I move down to ninth at three and five. It has been a long skid for the Vinegar Strokes. And we need to get back on the schneid next week while we play three penis wine. And in the marquee matchup of the week, the matchup that was projected to score the most points in top court fantasy football league this week. Cops lives matter 6-1, headed to the Milford Academy 6-1. Both teams at top of the leaderboard at 1-2 in the standings, blowing everybody out of the water. Terrence's team the Milford Academy comes into this league year one and is just mopping up the floor even when he's not supposed to win half his players are on IR or out or something like that or whatever it is on by by him again it does not matter for the Milford Academy the highest projected scoring game of the week ends up being the lowest scoring game of the week as the Milford Academy takes down this matchup 85 to 81, bumping them to seven one, standing atop the leaderboard in first place, dropping cop size matter to six and two. Back in episode forty, Tony and I did a snake draft that gave us six managers within the league. And our drafted team's total points output for this year's fantasy regular season determines the winner between us. Coming into week eight, Tony had a 135-point lead over me. And coming out of it, I have shrunk that lead by a total of one full point. It is now 134 points. Congratulations, Tony. Uh, The Murder Boners decide they want to start scoring some points. They are the lowest scoring team by at least 150 points. And it's it's not even crazy close. That would definitely help out. You know, my standing's here. Thanks, murder boners. Rants and raves. I get the sense that Mother Nature, bless her heart, is always bleeding when she gets to Colorado. Make your damn mind up, ma'am. It's 30 degrees when we wake up, and by 9.30 a.m., it's 65 and feels like a heat wave. Then Halloween comes around, and all of a sudden, it's a brisk 25 to 40 degrees all day long. Maybe grandmother nature did not take you trick-or-treating for your entire childhood, but damn it, we have kids and we should be able to show off their costumes without having to look like Ralphie's little brother in the Christmas story. It was so damn cold that my kids ended up deciding that they would rather hand out candy from inside the house than walk around all night, pounding on doors collecting Reese's peanut butter cups for their dad because they are allergic to peanuts. Calvin Ridley came out and said he's stepping away from football for a while to focus on his brain. I don't know why people really have an opinion on the matter or find it something that they should be or, I don't know, find it something to joke about. Legitimately bothers me. People were the same with Kyrie last year when he sat out a bunch of games in the NBA season. Same thing with Simone Biles in the Olympics. I really don't know what it is. And why but it bugs me maybe it's because i went through a bunch of that kind of stuff too in the last couple years severely and everybody tried to give me opinions or tell me the you know you have a lot to be grateful for and almost kind of invalidated the things that i was going through yeah you know that they're right about you know the things that you should be grateful for All the stuff that you have around you, but it doesn't take away from the fact on how you deal with some of the negative things in your life or the things that you stress about or the things that you struggle with as an individual. I think people tend to want to have an opinion about people because they're in the spotlight or they're famous or they are worth a lot of money, I guess you would say or they have a lot of money in their bank, or they've made a lot of money, like that somehow matters on how you deal with things in life. And I'm guilty of it too. I mean, it's like, who are we to shit on people, right? Who are we to talk about other people or have opinions about other people? You know, like the opening sound bit, I think it just kind of exposes a lot about us individually. I don't know, man. Deal with the stuff that you got to deal with however you got to deal with it. I isolated a lot. I cut a lot of people out. I wouldn't answer texts for weeks. Um, I wouldn't call people and they would FaceTime me and FaceTime me and worry about me and just had to deal with the shit on my own. You are going through some of that stuff and I see it on social. I have people reach out to me in DM when they're struggling with things because they know that I went through stuff too. Not really wanting to give advice because I think you just got to kind of Handle it how you handle it, but have a goal, I guess, to handle it. I think becoming self-aware, trying to understand exactly what's going on within you or just understanding the emotion. I feel sad. It's a pretty good statement to start with. Stop following all the quote pages on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're looking on the internet. All those like daily quote things, they just suck you into feeling more bad about yourself. In all honest, that's what they're there to do. The more you look at them, the more you interact with them, the more you get hooked on them and you don't deal with that stuff. And you lean on those things to say, yeah, I am that. I am strong, whatever it is. And if that really, really works for you, I mean, go for it. But for the majority of people, it really makes you feel like shit when you read them because you want to feel that. So you share it and you're trying to tell yourself that I found it more beneficial to follow assassins in whatever they do. Just people that I admired their work ethic or however their their mental strength was or whatever it was, but without being complete assholes and dicks, just assassins in whatever their field is, whether that's business, whether that's exercise, whether that is I don't know what it is. Follow people that you admire and try to emulate those actions. Uh, the Calvin Ridley shit really bugged me. I have a a league that I'm in where the chat forum thing turned into who was going to step away from fantasy football cuz of their mental health and it was like it was a joke in a game and that bugs me anyways banger of the week back when Matt and I did the emo band draft i think that we left out the greatest emo band of them all some people won't call them emo might call them some type of alternative rock i don't know what they call them but they're emo to me their music suggests that they're extremely emo. They're probably I'm I'm not a real big fan of the band. I think more so because they were so mainstream, but this might be the most emo of all emo songs as well. Either way, not really much to say about it. I think just talked about all the stuff there, but this music video hits, so watch the music video and put in headphones and blare it. If you haven't by now, scroll through the show notes, click the top link it's labeled athletes versus epilepsy, and let's push a grand within a week. Send me your screenshots of your donations, and our league, the Taco Court Fantasy Football League, will match it dollar for dollar up to five hundred bucks. Lincoln Park, numb, love you. Bye.